Yo, 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 ladies and gentlemen, this episode is sponsored by Ernie's Midtown Pub, 1025 Fifth Avenue, Rockville, Illinois. Every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., they have $10 bottomless mimosas, $4 raspberry and blueberry mimosas, $4 Bloody Marys, and a breakfast burrito to die for for another 8 bucks. Um, the food there is amazing. What Buddha, what you think about the food there? Yo, it's absolute nuts. Check it out, man. They're burgers, fries, pretzel every, bites. Pretzel bites. Their beer is excellent. Man, one um, of my favorite spots to eat at. Yeah, definitely a dope spot. Um, shout out AV, man. The food there is amazing, bro. Make sure you go check it out. Um, yeah. Once again, 1025 Fifth Avenue, Rockford, Illinois. Ernie's Midtown Pub. Bombers Mimosas every Saturday. Check them out. And another thing, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Carlos Cutter, uh, aka Solar C, for this amazing intro he made. I didn't ask him for anything; he did it on on his own, and I appreciate you, bro. Uh, yeah, without further ado. Now tune into the Monster Mash. Presented by DJ Rick Monster. DJ Rick Monster. One two one two check one two. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is DJ Rick Monster. Welcome to another episode of the Monster Mash here at the Monster Mash Studios. Today I have a special guest. Um, another special guest, a guy that um, I've, I've been looking up to for the last ten years easily. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. Let <laughs> me tell the truth. Um, I've been seeing him rock crowds for a long time. You know what I'm saying? I respect him. As a DJ, and I, I'll have to say he's probably, probably easily top five in, in my in my in my book as a DJ here in Rockford. There's wow. a lot of DJs here in Rockford, but you know what I'm saying. I'm not I'm not gonna say just a hip hop DJ. I'm just saying the DJ in general because I've heard him play all types of shit, and I, I've been impressed. You know what I'm saying? Old school, new school. He could do it all. Um, DJ AG, what's up, man? Rated AG, what's happening, bro? What's good with you, brother Rick, man? I appreciate the generous intro, man, and those words. I, I never would have known. Uh, Come on, man. We've been, we, we've been rocking with you for a long time, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Hell, it was times I look up to you and look up to y'all, man. Come on, man. man. I don't, want, I, don't, don't lie to me, man. I'm not. I'm my own show. I'm not. I'm I told you. you. We just talked about your mixtape a second ago. I, I played that joint for a while, man, after that, and it gave me some ideas. So uh, Yeah, that was... Uh, now that I, now that you bring that up, that's eight years ago. Ain't that crazy how fast that went? Yeah. Wow. Eight years ago. Wow. Twenty fourteen, like you know, you were talking about a mixtape that I, I dropped um, called "Here's to the Rock." Yeah, yeah. Um, four, there's like four segments. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, you had house on that joint. I mean, you yeah. you you could tell that you uh you were a student of the game yeah. and you were hungry and. I can appreciate that. So listening to it definitely uh, added to my hunger. I think that anytime you can get inspired by something like a project, like a mixtape or whatever, mm-hmm. as a DJ, you know that's special. And um, I kept yours in my collection. Like I have a collection of local uh, uh, artists' projects, whether it's you know rappers, singers, DJ. It ain't too many DJ projects I have. Yeah, it's like hometown the, 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 heroes. Yeah, and then it's yours. <laughs> I, I, there ain't too many um, mixtapes. Mixtape. Yeah. Out there, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Especially nowadays, mixtapes don't exist as far as, you know what I'm saying, DJs. I mean, a lot of mixed cloud mixes or <laughs> SoundCloud mixes and stuff like that. But, For real. I mean, that, that's like an extinct type thing. Yeah, you know the saying? CD is extinct. Yeah, the CD is yeah. extinct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to people still rocking CDs. I know Vic Monster, he's a big, uh, he likes to have the physical copies. Of yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Whether yeah. it be albums or it be, you know, CDs, whether, whether it be a vinyl record. 
he's really into like the uh, actual phys- physical copies and shit. But yeah, yeah, shout out to that brother Vic, man, another hometown hero as well. Yeah, man. And uh, well, I kind of just want to start off as, as far as like uh, as are you you're from Rockford. You're really from born Rockford? and raised. We went to school here your whole life. Yep, everything. I went to uh, where did I go? I went to Lathrop. I don't know if you heard of Lathrop. It's over mm-hmm. South Side. I, Grew up mostly with roots on the south side. Grew up in Garden Hills and in the Terrace. Went to Lathrop, went to Welsh Elementary, went to Ellen Styles, which is West End. And then uh, went to West Middle School and Guilford High School. Oh, you went to Guilford too? I went to Guilford. I'm a Viking. Yes, what year did you graduate from Guilford? I mean, you know, it was oh, a while yeah. ago, man. <laughs> I'm class of 98. Shout out to all the class of 98. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, many moons ago, I crossed the stage in a blue cap and gown. <laughs> Word. I'm Baby a, I'm, blue. We're, we're all from uh, Guilford too. Okay. As far as me and like, so you a Viking? Yeah, I'm a Viking. I'm a D Viking, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm a D Viking, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you drop your phone? Yeah, I drop my phone. Oh damn. I mean, it's live. It happens. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I'm a Viking. You know, Efren's a Viking. Boss is a Viking. My little brother's a Viking. We we all Vikings. Everybody else went to Jefferson or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I actually wanted to go to Jefferson. Uh, I don't tell a lot of people that because uh, I'm a Southsider. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I felt like I vibed uh, better with the Jefferson uh, Jayhawk students, but uh, yeah. such is life, you know. Um, and actually, I was asked to come back to DJ at Guilford uh, about five, six years ago or so. Mm. So that was actually kind of special uh, for me to be in that gym. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. I was actually, they asked me to DJ too, like a couple months ago for, well, it was like, it was supposed to be the end of December. Yeah. On the middle of December for, I don't remember, it's a winter ball dance, whatever they have mm-hmm. during that time. But they had to cancel it because of all these COVID outbreaks that's been going on lately. So they were like, it's going to be like a super spreader. We don't want to, you know what I'm Boy, saying? That's COVID, I tell you, man. <laughs> well, you, you, you work for the you work for um, the city, don't you? You work for as a health department. Health department? Yeah, yeah. So You still work there? Yeah, I'm still yeah, there. You've been there for a, Almost for a while. Almost 10 years, yeah. I'm going to get into that later, bro, okay. because I have serious questions from <laughs> how do you have time to have your regular job? And I'll be seeing you have gigs during the week, sometimes in out of out of city, out of state. I'm like, man, how the hell is he? Yeah. He must have a lot of PTO or something. <laughs> uh, well, I've been in management at the health department longer than I was just a staff member. Ah, okay. okay. So, so you ain't just some little. No, no, no. Um, I'm not at the top of the ladder, but I'm, you know, I'm pretty high. Yeah, um, you've been there for a long I've time. I've been there for a minute, and I, I, I got a couple of promotions uh, based on my hard work and just those extra. Uh, skills that I bring to the table yeah. because they actually utilize my my DJ skills and utilize my photography skills. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Some people know that you bring I bring that um, to the table as I well. Do, yeah, and I do a uh, graphic design, so uh, I come with a set of skills that were beyond the job description, which is probably why not only um, you know have I been there that long, but the flexibility they give me to shake and move like I do. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, of course. You know, there's accruals when it comes to time off, right? Yeah. So I have to submit time off requests for certain things. But mm-hmm. uh, when you get in management, that's a little bit more flexible. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes you can, you know, work things out where, you know, you work today and you're off tomorrow or, you you know, you get time off today and you make it up later. It just depends on, you know, the situation. But everybody kind of knew when I came in the door uh, what my situation was. And I, I made that clear, you know, I need yeah. to have the flexibility to still do my entertainment career because that was what God gave me. Yeah. You know, I got degrees which gave me jobs and, you know, like the health department. And I think that's important, but I don't think that God sent me here to work at the health department, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know? I feel you. I feel you. Um, but uh, I do believe that he, he brought me here to be an entertainer to some capacity. So, yeah. yeah. I feel that. I respect yeah. that. So I guess, like, w- where did you start off? What are your first 
upbringings of DJing? Did so, you see somebody? Did you know somebody? What was your first? Yeah, I would start with that. Well, I like to go back to start with. Uh, there's a movie called House Party One. Okay, yeah. I'm a kid, impressionable young mind, sitting in front of the TV. I put in House Party One, and I watched that movie so much that I could tell you the movie line for line, mm-hmm. even the, the 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 clean version. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is annoying uh, when they put it on regular cable. <laughs> like on USA. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know the I smell sissies. You know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, of course, I watched, um, you know, the house party within that movie. Uh, the whole culture of the fact that the you know Martin's character Bilal had to put this equipment in the, the this small car. I don't know why, but I paid attention to that. Yeah. And as they were trying to get it in, they were scratching up the the the, the speaker. Mm-hmm. He's trying to smash everything in the car. That caught on to me. But my favorite movie of all time is Juice. Okay. So those are my top two: Juice, number one, House Party, one, G- number two. GQ. Yeah. GQ. Uh, of course, he did some of the cuts, but they used somebody else's hands to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I tell you Juice, it, it 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 really did some. I didn't think that I would be a DJ or anything at the time. I'm mm-hmm. just watching these movies, and I love them. I love it for the music, the the culture, the uh, you know how much they ingrained just pure hip hop within it, just the whole lifestyle. You know, uh, you know. Was, you that, Quint- was it that one at the beginning where they're still in the records and shit? Yeah, they were still in the records. Uh, you know, the fact that Queen Latifah was you know the person that was over the the, the battle, it was just so hip hop. Yeah. Uh, the movie was, and um, you know, of course, that was Tupac's breakout movie, and I'm a big Tupac fan, but. Those two movies stuck with me. Again, I didn't know I would be a DJ, but I loved them. But fast forward, I'm working at a place that we now know as The Flow here in Rockford, Illinois. It was called the Brick House Lounge on 15th Avenue. And I was watching the door. I would take the money at the door. um, And that's all I did. But I would listen to the DJs throughout the night. So shout out to DJ Ebony D. And shout out to... The female? No. Oh, that's his name. That's what he went back. Yeah, Ebony D. Yeah, David Joyce. And then um, DJ Eddie Beasley. Okay. And so they would do, you know, Eddie was Friday, David was Thursday and Saturday, and I would just kind of watch the climax of the night. I noticed that, you know, early part of the night, they just kind of played stuff as people were coming, socializing, you know. And by the time people get on the dance floor, I I noticed how it would build. Yeah, yeah. And and if you sit at the door night in and night out and you already have certain knowledge Mm -hmm. uh, about music, then you can catch on. I also used to make beats. So, uh, I had the production skills. So to me, it wasn't a far stretch to transfer my production skills of making beats over to uh, using, you know, controllers or... And and let me be real with you, Rick. I used two DVD players and a mixer when I started DJing. So my transitions was trash. But they weren't trash in the sense of I didn't make it work because I made it work. Yeah. They were trash in the sense of a DJ that knows good transitions. I would basically fade out one side yeah. and fade in the other. I mean, and it the, sounded, I mean, it sounded I mean, real legion. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I did something similar like yeah. my first gig out, you know what I'm saying? It was definitely house speakers. Yeah, see, I used a, um, you know, with an, not an amp, but it was like a receiver, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to power them. Yeah. And, you know, I, and you I, had had, I had speaker I had, wire. I had turntables and I had records. But you but, just had uh, but the, but I also had a DVD player for like the hot shit that I didn't have. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. So that would be playing. You know what I'm saying? When so, when but so had, you had you had vinyl on turntable. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I have. I, I you actually used you was like vinyl. you was like taking the vinyl off and putting it on. Yeah, yeah. I was, My goodness. Yep. Like I, I'm not even supposed to be interviewing. But what year did you? What year was this? This was like, man, maybe like 08. 
You a beast, man. You was using vinyl to start. Yeah. You know, most people like myself. 0708. We certainly use CDs. And this was 03 that I'm talking about. So uh, I had a bunch of CDs. And the night that I started in particular, the DJ called off. So mm-hmm. <laughs> he tells the manager he can't be in there. And so she calls me. And I had been talking with her like, yeah, I could DJ. I could do that. Yeah. I hadn't DJ though. I just knew I could probably do it. Yeah. So she was like, hey, you know, AG, did you say you could DJ? Rick, let me tell you something. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I said it, but I don't know <laughs> about actually DJing. We talking about hours from now. We yeah. talking about in a few hours they would want me to come DJ. Yeah. Believe it or not, I called about three different DJs or other people that I knew may know a DJ, mm-hmm. trying to see if they could get somebody down there. Do you do you understand how different? This whole interview wouldn't even happen if one of them would have picked up the phone. Mm-hmm. It's very possible that there would be no AG. there'd be no DJ rated AG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so nobody answered the call. I had probably about an hour and a half before start time to get home and burn as many CDs. And we talking about Napster, LimeWire. Yeah, you know, I'm. You said I'm that, what year is it? This is 03. 03. Yeah, this is 03. So this is October 25th, 03. And you, so you, you haven't gone to college yet. You was I haven't gone to college yet. Okay, hadn't got shot yet. I'll tell you about that. Um, oh shit! I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I uh, went there. I did the party. Okay. So my bad. Te- technical difficulties, real quick. But uh, you said that um, you called the DJs. Nobody answered. You got an hour and a half to download, and make a bunch of CDs. Yep. You. Uh, Pretty much, you're downloading music on Napster and LimeWire and all this. <laughs> Whatever else was available yeah. at the time, yep. This is the age of burning CDs. Burning CDs. I had to burn, you know, I had to compile 20 because you don't want to waste any CD space for anybody that burns CDs. You know, you got, what, was it 80 minutes? Something so, like the 80 Something minutes. like that. So, yeah, so you kind of start to add Six, up the time. 600 megabytes. So, yeah, something minutes. like that. And uh, so I always tried to make sure I had at least 20 songs. So you got to download 20. And we're talking about, this ain't a... Uh, this this ain't 5G or whatever uh, internet speed is out here. No, yeah, yeah. You're talking about <laughs> yeah, download <dial-up>. almost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I did all I could do in that little time, but also already had you like, had, a little I'm pretty stack. sure you had a little. Yeah, I had a little. Yeah, stack. I had some stacks of CDs. Music. Absolutely. So, but hey, but you know, as a person that you as, you never did it before, this is all CDs that of uh, music that you like personally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that doesn't necessarily pan out to the music that you know you're gonna DJ. You know, what you listen to in the car isn't what you play mm-hmm. at, a, at a party. That's you know what true. I'm saying? But, yeah. I mean, obviously, you didn't know that, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the time. Yeah. But I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah, so um, it was just, uh, it was go time, really. I, I, I did the party. It went well. I still remember I got my second uh, gig, and I was just so geeked to do it. I'm not even going to say the price that I did it for. Uh, but I took it. <laughs> yeah. I was just happy I mean, somebody wanted to book me. Yeah. You know, and... and that's the times I miss, to be honest with you, Rick, when, like, it wasn't about money. Yeah. It was just that feeling mm-hmm. and that fun. But I did that party, and then from there, I started doing, like, mixtapes. I started doing slow mixes. I mean, I had this energy and spirit where I was just pumping out product. And I realized that the mixes extend well beyond a party. So I could be at a party, and I could sell my mixed CDs, and people could listen to me after they left. And I had, like, people come do intros and... Um, you know, there's mixtapes that were started by certain people because they basically took my idea. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not going to, you know, be messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say, you know, 
the having people do shout outs on mix CDs yeah. and things like that around here uh, in the way that I constructed it um, you know it was it wasn't being done at the time and we're talking you know rap mixes stepping mixes R&B mixes and the R&B ones was the ones that that really helped me take off and so that was just here this is before I went off to college I was working at the um, the brick houses again what it was called and I was I became a residence DJ First, I was doing all Fridays for a while, mm-hmm. and then eventually they gave me Saturdays. And the unfortunate thing about that, of course, is you end up taking somebody's night. Yeah. I just think that they wanted to go in a different direction, um, and so that's what happened. But I'll be real with you, uh, and, and I have to say this about Eddie B. DJ Eddie Beasley, when they gave me one of his nights, he was still there, and he came that night. And he came to me at the end of the night, and he said, you did a really good job. And you know how typically somebody would be about something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really nice about it. And I always, whenever I see him, and I don't see him often, I run into him every now and again, um, I always thank him and just praise him for yeah. his demeanor about that whole thing. Because outside of people like him, it's just been nothing but a bunch of competition and, mm-hmm. you know, not so good energy. I feel you. Yeah. I respect that, man. And you got to respect people who, who respect you and they yeah. show you love, you know? Yeah. Like what you said right now, like, you know, like showing me love and shit. Not, not a, a lot of people are like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, don't see, I don't see the reason why people can't be like that. Show love. Why, why we got to be so um, so stuck on, like, the competition aspect of, of just hating, bro, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, pride and ego. When, when, when like I said earlier, well, before we started recording, you know, people didn't realize... If we work together, you know what I'm saying, we can be that much more powerful, you know. Yeah. I, if I do a gig, I like to throw on other DJs with me, you know, mm-hmm. on the lineup. Just, you know, just to spice it up, just to have fun, you know what I'm saying. Let me expound upon what you just said, though, right there. I think that if you early in the game, and maybe, Rick, you've had the mentality to work collaboratively since the beginning. Yeah. And if you have, that is uh, more power to you, and I'm glad. If I can be real with you. I would feel threatened initially, like when somebody wanted to come get in on my set. Mm-hmm. You know, let me get a half an hour to an hour. I'd be like, what? I mean, and this happened for the first time for me when I went off to school. You got to understand the college crowd, these are younger kids. Yeah. So, you know, anywhere between 18 and 25. Mm-hmm. Well, I was not traditional. I was already 24 when I got there. And so, uh, you know, that's they're young and yeah. everybody wants to try to figure out who they are. They, they like the spotlight, the attention. And yeah. I had somebody, you know, you know, let me get on on your set. I even had some people try to finagle their way into getting in my sets. They'll call the promoter, tell the promoter I said it was okay. Well, see, that's a totally different, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's one thing if I call you and say, hey, bro, what you doing this day? You want to do a set with me? That's, that's one different. thing. That's, that's different. one thing. But if you over here doing slick, dumb shit to get on, on the car. I was card, threatened by both, though, Rick, at one point. Yeah, you feel me? I was threatened by both at one point. Yeah. I think I just felt like I'm supposed to be the person behind the table. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? And then as years went by, and it took some time. It took some time. I still would let people get in on my set, but I was still you're, uncomfortable you're, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. it. He might take my gigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, as time going on, hell, I can't tell you how much I appreciate, especially today. It could be six DJs. I, I, what you need me to do? Half an hour? Cool. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I sometimes you want to be in and out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and some of that is growth. Some of that is like knowing, you know, once you've experienced life, you're just going to have a different outlook on certain things. Yeah. And so, you know, when I've worked alongside, you know, folks like you, Vic, Balta, and other DJs in town, I love it. I know that also I'm going to have fun listening to y'all set. Yeah, exactly. So it's not even about. I, I, I yeah. always like 
My bad. I'm no, no, yeah. you off, but I always like hearing like DJs like you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, I like hear I like hearing DJs that know how to DJ. Yeah, and know how to spin music. Yeah, because I like this, I just like to hear different shit than I, other shit than other than other than what I'm doing. Right, know, right, 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 right. And then it's good. Like blends are clean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Transitions are dope. Yeah, the music selection is is different from what you're used to. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. still dope. Yeah, but in your head you're like, damn, I never thought about playing this or right, right. this is dope. You know what I'm saying? I never. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you know, somebody somebody like like. Like a Timbuktu, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone you you hear you hear him out, and you're like, man, this is incredible. That's a lot of that in Chicago. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, like, man. Like, I R. can't R. believe, like, Timbuktu, I would have never man. played that. Like, man, exactly. they played that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When I when I went to Chicago out to the, when I when I turned 21, started going out to the party and shit. That's when I realized I was like, fuck, dude. We, we they on a whole different yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they their their way of thinking just and the crowd is on a whole different level yeah, of thinking exactly yeah yeah that that, that too man <laughs> yeah that the crowd here I mean I'm sorry to say it, but the rock rock people in general they're they're more on some if it's not new it's, and it's hot not hot then mm. they're not fucking with it you yeah, know what I'm saying if it's yeah. not the newest shit out if it's not the you know what I'm saying yeah I got you. It just they just don't fuck with it bro I, yeah. I mean I've there been there been times I've done at Aragona you know this past summer. And I don't know what the fuck I was playing. I was, I know I went in there with the mindset I'm, I gotta play none, but like newer trap shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was on. Mm-hmm. I, I must have played a song that they wasn't fucking with. A girl came up to me, look, she went like this. You see what I'm like, saying? Like straight thumbs that type down. That's the thing, man. I'm like, wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, yeah. they don't like this one. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. And all right, cool, man. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move around. You know what I'm saying? Do <laughs> play another song, but. Yeah, yeah. But it throws me off sometimes. Like, um, I know exactly what you're talking about. It throws me off sometimes when uh, that is that's it's rare. But that's why I, I I praise Damien a lot, man, because he got that that place sold up as far as like the he music. It out. Yeah, yeah. He they he knows what they want. You know what I'm saying? He's been there a long time, mm-hmm. DJing. Mm-hmm. And he's doing his thing, man. He's doing his thing. I, I didn't expect it, you know. No, me neither. And he got it. I mean, I, I sat there and watched him play on a random Thursday. Yeah. You know, it wasn't even uh, a party party, mm-hmm. but just vibing. Yeah. And he, you can tell he, he not only knows what to play, and you know Dame since he was probably a kid yeah, too. Since he was a kid. Yeah. You know, so you already knew he had music sense and yeah. knowledge. But yeah, uh, I'm very impressed by how he's grown into being an actual DJ. Yeah. And not just. We we need some music, DJ. He yeah. he gets it. He knows what to play when. Yep. He's in tune with what's new, but he also has. Okay, I'm gonna he throw old school soul. I'm too, gonna throw man. some stuff in there that I that I think is is good, so that I can introduce people to stuff. And that's the chance you have to take as a DJ is you can't just adhere to what everybody want to hear. Even though you will get some people that still come up, like you said, give you the thumbs down, yep. or you know, give you the uh, yep. you know the, the hand across the yep. neck, like cut that, cut it, cut yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Like I I don't really like none of that. And like you said, it can throw you off momentarily. But uh, yeah, I don't. I've never felt those vibes in other places. You know, even if people don't want to hear a song, they have a different social skill set to basically say change the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's better right. ways of doing Aragona, it. I mean, <laughs> Southside motherfuckers don't give a fuck. No, they don't care. But that's also an age group. I mean, yeah. but you know, every now and again, you do get an older person that's like, you know, can you play some old, some yeah. old school? And, and you can tell what they're trying to say. They feel like you ain't played none. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, so I feel you. So I guess. So, what, what was it that you went? You you decided to go to college. You where where was that? Where was that at? All right. So, 2004. I'm still working at the Brick House now. As I told you, I started DJing regularly. 
you know, I'm making mixtapes. Th- th- this was your job. This is what this you was, was yeah, I, yeah, I was still, you know, doing um, um, whatever I was doing outside of the uh, health department, which was working at different eye jobs. Oh, so you you had already started the health department before? Yeah, okay, I think I messed it up, so I have to start that over. Okay. Would you? Okay, so you act. Um, okay, go to school. Okay, so all right, so 2004 comes, and um, I'm now regularly DJing at the Brick House, and. You know, I'm also working. I think I was working at a gas station at some point. I was working at Camco. I'm sure if you ever heard of that place, <laughs> it was a collection agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, telemarketing jobs, yeah, yeah, different yeah. stuff like that. But I'm 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 DJing regularly. I'm making mixtapes. Life is good. Mm-hmm. I got shot on April 16, 2004, leaving the Brick House. Uh, I had actually went to go see Dave Chappelle earlier that day. Left Dave Chappelle show at NIU. Come near. You know, just had to be at the club. Now, this is Dave Chappelle. This is when he had a show. The show he was had on. A show, yeah. The show was on on air at the time. So this is after I'm Rick James. Oh wow! You know, all of that is happening, and people kept yelling it in the crowd. He was like, "That's annoying." He can't even do a stand up because everybody yeah. keep yelling, "I'm I'm Rick James." Well, I'm rich, bitch. You know. Yeah, yeah. So um, I go to the club. We stay till about three in the morning. If you ever worked in the club, you know people sometimes stay after yeah. to have, have drinks, drink, talk, or, yeah, clean, you know, you let clean the up parking lot, yeah. you know, empty. And so I get ready to leave and go. I had a Bronco at the time. I go up 15th Avenue, headed uh, over the bridge to South Main. I'm sitting at the light. So you had already left the club and everything. I left the club and car. I'm making I'm making a call. I got okay. the phone in my hand, mm-hmm. up to my ear. You got the prime so, cone. So if you can imagine, yeah, <laughs> flip phone to something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I get shot. A, a white van pull up and they shoot at the uh, Bronco, and it hits me in the side of my, um, like under my armpit almost, and uh, it was stuck at the top of my chest. They had to cut it out. But uh, so it I, came, it went through basically. It, it went through, but it didn't come all the way through. Oh, okay. They okay. had to actually cut it. Yeah. And then stitch me up. So, uh, you know, they chased me, too, you know, after that. Um, they realized I wasn't gone yet. And so I was in a high-speed chase hoping that the police see me. Uh, I'm very clear. I'm okay with police. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a snitch because I don't do crime. Mm-hmm. But if something is happening to me, exactly. I'm okay with the police. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, so I'm I'm speeding down 15th trying to, you know, because I went the opposite direction now. And, like, uh, where are these motherfuckers when you they need want? them? Yeah, yeah, where the police at? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so no police was out <laughs> And I went to the hospital, all that jazz, and and so that made me so think they, about they my life. Stop chasing you. They finally stopped chasing me. How long? How long did it? It was like you? I hit I hit a right on Kishwaukee in the oncoming traffic, uh, and I heard about four more shots. Pop, 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 pop. So I make a quick left, another quick left, off in that you know where that Walgreens is over on Kishwaukee. Yeah. I make a okay, left, okay, another okay. right, another left. I'm just making turns yeah, at this yep, point to try yep. to. Uh, and I get to this empty parking lot, and I call uh, the owner of the club to tell her you know come meet me, take me to the hospital, or whatever. I'm. It was just it, it was a shock. Lot. You didn't know. There was a lot yeah. going on. And so um, I say all that story to say I started looking at my life differently. So now I done got shot. It, it hit the news. I get calls from everybody. You know, uh, I remember one of my homies, RIP Paradise, he was one of the first people to call me when it got on the news. He was like, man, I'm watching the news. And it's on my voicemail. He <laughs> said, I could have sworn I just heard they said you got shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, like you mistook my name for somebody else's possibly. Like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you heard. And, you know. Whenever something happens, just like what happened to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you hear something happen to somebody that you know don't be on that, it's kind of shocking. Yeah. So I remember that was his demeanor on the voicemail. Like, you know, what what they basically what they doing shooting you? What, yeah, yeah. What Why you get shot you? for? Yeah. Yeah. So I started looking at life differently after that, man. I'm like, man, I could have been gone. You know? Over nothing. Over nothing. Are, are these dudes probably just doing joyriding? Yeah, it was just, yeah. Some, 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 some mess like that. And, uh, 
when I tell you, I started uh, looking at colleges about a few months after that. I looked at uh, Illinois State, and eventually my brother was going there already, so I moved there. I moved to Illinois State. At this point, I've been DJing in a year. Um, and I had started using the Newmark Mix 2, which was two CD players with a mixer, in it, but it was all one unit. Mm -hmm. So I knew how to blend. Okay. You know, uh, I get to ISU. I had Q's on them. It has a Q. Yeah, it has Q. It has all that stuff on it. Yeah, so okay. that was my first time. But I knew when I saw it, I was like, this is what I need. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that whole two DVD players, that, yeah. that, that wasn't going to work. <laughs> so, and that's what I started out with at the uh, Brick House, mm -hmm. two DVD players and a mixer. So now I got what I thought is official. I get to college. The person, how they did it was you would rent everything from a person. So it was this guy, shout out to my frat brother, Jason Gibson. He had not only the speakers, he had CDJs. Listen, I take these CDJs look like spaceships to me yeah. on the table, mm -hmm. and the mixer he had this. Also, oh, you didn't you didn't end up taking the new merch with you? No, I mean I had them with me, but you wasn't about to bring them in. I just didn't. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, because I ended up. Well, yeah, I actually it was the clubs new mark, mm -hmm. so I didn't have it uh, myself. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, um, and shout out to Vicky Pettigrew. She was working at the Brick House. She's the one who got me my first gig. But back to college, I do this party. And I had 15 minutes to learn the CDJs in the mixer. Party starts at about, what, 8? It's 7.45. And I'm just looking at this thing like, wow, what is this? And I sat there and I realized, okay, it has cue points as well. Mm -hmm. This has fade. This has, you know, knobs. This has start, stop. Okay, this is basically the same thing. It's just on a higher level. Yeah. So I had to learn it that quick. And uh, I did this party for the Black Diamonds Dance Troupe. And you got to know that when I got there, they already had a campus DJ. Okay. So there was already feelings and, and, and stuff about, you know, well, another you, DJ coming. Yeah, in. you know, man, it's, yeah. it, it's been the same story. Same story. When you move to a different place or you go to, it's the same story. You're always going in somewhere where somebody else is established. And if you come in and you start making noise, it's always going to be a certain thing. But I did that party. I started doing these parties with my guy. Shout out to Dre Ware in his house. Uh, we, you know, we started doing these house parties that was crazy. It was two levels. And it would be, I, I put speakers up there and I would put the cord through like the the, the, the heat vent. Okay. To hook it up upstairs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this was out. And shout out to Wood Ridge. Uh, anybody that went to ISU knows exactly what Hood Ridge is. Uh, we had these crazy parties. And that's really how I got established on campus as a DJ. I went from doing. What's you your know, name? What, are you into ISU? Yeah, you? Illinois State University. Shout out to the Redbirds. I'm a Redbird for life. And what, what, uh, what town is that in? That's in Normal, Illinois. So Normal. that's about an hour okay. and 40. Now that it's 70 miles per hour on the uh, I-39. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's okay, a legit so two U of hours. I it's is, about an is, hour is, past is there. Champagne. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, no, U of I, Champagne, DeKalb is... Uh, NIU. Um, it's NIU. So, yeah, you pretty much... you got Which Rockford. one's Carbondale? That's a little bit further. So you got, Rock, that's, 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 you got Rockford, then you got uh, uh, NIU, then you got Normal, uh, ISU, then you got... Champagne, U of I, and then probably a couple hours past that, maybe three hours past that, you got SIUC, and I've DJed on their campus too, <laughs> okay, okay. a few times. All right. Um, so yeah, to be honest with you, Rick, it, it all took off so quick once I got to ISU. You know, I did the Black Diamonds party, then I did the house parties, then I started doing more campus parties, then all of a sudden, I'm getting booked to go to Truman State University in Kirksville, Missouri to do a whole weekend of events. 
And at that time, it didn't seem like abnormal to me. That's just the direction I was going in. I'm doing every campus event, too. So I'm doing the open mics. I'm doing fashion shows. I'm doing the 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 kickoff parties, kickoff barbecue, mm -hmm. the end of the school year party. You know, it's some daytime parties. In, and then it might be in a, a day where you have a, a, a fashion show early in the day and then uh, after party after that. And so you're getting, you know, paid twice. And it so was, that, that, that's, that's what got you through college as far as the fun. Easily, shit. easily. It was. Uh, so you weren't, I mean, you probably, I don't want to say it like this, but you weren't the broke college student. No, like how, no, how, like that typical story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't balling either because, you know, they still. You still got to pay a lot People still shit. be cheap. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but but you, you at least you made something out of it. I made thing. something. And then, I mean, I'm doing like. I'm meeting people like like yeah. quickly. I get there, you know. I do a show with with Kevin Hart and Little JJ. Then I do a show with Sean Morgan, and uh, Ill Will and and uh, Rashid. Uh, rest in peace to Rashid. Um, and I mean, it, it just went from like doing something here in the town, which was cool. Like at that level and at that time, mm -hmm. I was satisfied. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, I get here, and it's like, what just happened to my life? Yeah. You know what I mean? It it was a it was a culture shock for me. And then, you know, Chicago was really heavy on juke. Yeah. So I adapted to the juke lifestyle so quickly. I don't know why. I think mm. maybe it's just because I have a natural love for Chicago. But they started asking me often, what part of Chicago are you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't say, where are you from? Mm -hmm. They would say, what part of Chicago are you from? And I would say, the Rockford part. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would say. Yeah. And um, I I've never claimed Chicago in that way. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But I love Chicago. And so, yeah, I mean, um, that you know, then I became an Omega. So I joined the fraternity. And, you know, that took me some places. But a lot of people don't realize that with joining the fraternity, it was also a hindrance. Because now there's other fraternities. And they might be a little skeptical of having a Q DJ, a Sigma party or an oh, Alpha okay, party. Okay. Because I might come with my letters on and this is an Alpha party. But I got my Omega stuff on. So a lot of people think like, oh, man, he became a Q. You know, that propelled him. Not not like you think, you know, it actually probably hurt me more than it helped me because because certain people want to hire you because of. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not so, neutral. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but of course, I got more Q gigs and, and 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 and, you know, stuff like that. So. But yeah, man, it's just, you know, I started going here and then going there. And now, I'm, you know, I'm St. Louis doing something. And now I'm, and it didn't even seem weird to me until after I graduated and moved back to Rockford. And then all that stopped. Then, oh. well, no, it didn't stop. Okay. But it just seemed, it didn't seem normal. Like, it, it, that's when it finally occurred to me that I was doing something that's not normally done oh, okay, okay, as okay. a DJ from yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, because now my, my, my local colleagues, you know, we're not doing the same type of traveling. Yeah. And that's when, that's when it, it just, it, it, that's when I started to notice, like, it's a little different than what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Mm hmm Yeah. Well, I mean, college is... College is a different animal, man. One time I did a party for U of I. That's the champagne one. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was different, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything in there is just, the parties there are different. I done, when I, NIU, and I done one of U of I. And I remember the U of I one, man. We walked in there and they had. Uh, was it a dance group? <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was like a, a, a Latin fraternity, like Ooh. Hispanic fraternity. And uh, they were doing their step well, in when, stuff? When it, when it was male and female. Yeah, yeah, so they were getting in. They had to do the step in. To, to get in, you know what I'm saying? Like the stroll. I don't know how you said to get, but just imagine that, Rick, what you just mentioned. Just imagine you you here and you doing parties here and, and people dance and then you go somewhere like that and then this 
this whole you this whole thing, this demonstration you were watching, yeah, is some shit you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I had never seen just, it. Just so, so yeah, go ahead. I want you, I'm sorry. And so I, I just remember like at the actual party, they uh they taped cardboard throughout the whole house. Oh, it was a house. It was a house. Ooh. I mean, first they the did, house party is the best one. Uh, first they did the whole. Whatever you want to call it, inauguration or whatever. I don't know what you want so, to call so it. So people that just crossed, they just yeah. became, okay. Yep. Okay, so probate, somewhere else. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we went to the, then we, after that, we went to the house party. And so as soon as we got to the house party, that's where I was going to DJ at. And like I said, I walked in and it was um, full of cardboard on the floor. They taped it all together. They taped it that way. Mm-hmm. When when it came time to clean up, all mm-hmm. they had to do was rip everything out and, you know, so then that's it was funny. clean. That's funny. You know what, Rick, though? You, you are a special DJ because. That is a particular type of event yeah, that yeah, you yeah. was able to go do. A probate, the night of somebody's coming out as a fraternity or whatever, sorority, that's huge, man, because that's a very memorable night, especially for the group of people that came out. So, like, it makes sense to me now. Like, I'm glad you told that story because it makes sense to me that you – people ain't going to trust anybody for that type of thing, man. Really? So, I got to uh, – look, you can see her give me my flowers. I'm going to give them back to you, man. Like, that's dope to hear that you did that. And, and and I want you to know, based off of what you witnessed, that same energy that you probably felt when you saw what you saw, when I saw it, I fell in love, bro. Like, wow, what is what what mm-hmm. just happened to my life? Okay, how did I get so fortunate to do this week in and week out? Yeah, and then you then you, again, I, I this is not any you know when people talk about the difference between Rockford and other places. Sometimes they always think that somebody like trying to take a shot at the town. That's not what that is. It's just explaining the difference. You do all that, and then you move back here. Yeah. You you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you have people who feel entitled to tell you how they think you should do X, Y, Z, and you like, bro, you don't even understand what I've been able to yeah. to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You want me to be extra humble, but your your entitlement. It's coming off in a way where I'm gonna have to put you in your place. Yeah. So you and, and I'm sure that with what you've seen, and then people try to tell you, man, you know, what I got over here is, is hot, and you like, bro, I done seen hotter. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I've seen better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the mindset I was coming from. I've seen that stuff weekend and week out. You know what I'm saying? Every weekend, and to the point, bro, I'm, I went back there to visit one time after I graduated, and it was just this big crazy party. I didn't DJ. I just went. And I'm looking at everything that's happening. I'm like, man, I can't believe I used to do this every weekend. Yep. This is crazy. This is too much. Like, that, I got older. <laughs> yeah. And, and my taste had changed a little bit. But, yeah, when I tell you college was amazing for me, I was depressed after I graduated. You're supposed to be happy. I'm like, yeah. man, I don't know if life is going to get as good as this right here. Yeah. And it got better, but I didn't see it at the time. So, yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So you did four years at that college? Uh, five and a half. Okay. Yeah, you know that's the plan. It's four, but yeah. uh, I, I did uh, five and a half, and then I still stayed there like another semester after I graduated, so, and then I still was getting booked for stuff up until, like regularly up until like 2012. But then uh, you know I naturally phased out, and my guy DJ Diggs, who uh, I rock with the hard way, he ended up because he was still there. So he ended up taking the reins, and so we still close to this day, man. It, it makes sense. Like when you came back to Rockford, that's when I then that's when I heard about you. That's mm-hmm. when I started hearing mm-hmm. about you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I was, uh, if I can be real, I wasn't excited about it coming back. Um, yeah. You know, I just had to try to figure out how to keep that same energy uh, and bring it home. Yeah. And so, 
that's why I talk about, bro, people like yourself is who helped me keep it. Especially if we're talking about just from a selection standpoint, style standpoint, that uh, that uh, excitement from just loving music and DJing. Yeah. You know, I couldn't replicate what I did in college here in town. But the best I could do was be around people like you who understood creativity, yeah. good music, good vibes, not, you know, having that competitive spirit and just having fun with it. And so when that light bulb came on, I realized like, okay, you know, you, you can't you can't really change a city, but you can align yourself with people that keep that energy going. And so that's why I appreciate people like you. And, and I know we don't kick it often and I don't see you that often. Yeah. But like when I do see you, it's all love because yeah. you remind me of college, yeah. bro. You remind me of somebody I would have saw in college. You know, mm-hmm. the, your, your attitude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny, bro. I fuck with you, AZ, man. I, I appreciate you, man. Um, like I said, man, I, I, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate you as a DJ. And every time I, I look forward to hearing you spin, every time I every time I know you're going to spin somewhere, I, I look forward to it, man. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Same and same here. Though. Same shout here. Shout to Vic. Vic, Vic also went, went with me to that... Uh, Went see, with us to see, that show too. Makes and sense he, to me. Me and him did the show together. Yeah. And me and my boys went. We all we all went. I don't remember who all went, but uh. Yeah. I wonder was that single lamb the beta? Or, <sighs> man, I can't. I can't. Was I, they purple and white or? See, I know a few. No, you know. No man, I can't. I can't remember. Was it Hispanic? It was. It was a male and female. But was it Hispanic sorority? Sor- uh, you know? Predominantly Hispanic or? Yeah, it was Hispanic. It probably yep. was either. It was a uh, uh, single lamb the beta. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna have to hit up my homie Leslie. Yeah. She's the one who booked me. Yeah, booked I'm pretty the, sure it for was. the gig. Yeah, yep, because it's co-ed. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good times, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but um, yeah. So you came back to Rockford. Mm-hmm. Um, where, when did you start using Serato? Uh, so I started using Serato in 2010. At this point, I had graduated college, and I had my Serato box for a couple years. But I just never... Oh, you already had the Serato box. I had the box, but I just didn't... I didn't have CDJs. Okay. So I was doing stuff like using, you know, two mix, two two Newmark mix stations. Because I did eventually get my own Newmark. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's two CDs and yeah. a mixer. But you still have to use it as one unit. Yeah. So I had to get a second one. So I'm using two C- <laughs> Newmark... Right. Yeah. With the Serato box. And it was cool. Because, you know, I had the laptop... With Serato. With Serato. But I still I went back to my CDs because I, I wasn't ready yet. I was like, you know, I wasn't ready to give up my CDs. Okay. So for those last couple years of college, I'm literally, and I still can't tell you how I was able to do that, but I was still switching out CDs mm-hmm. at a pretty fast rate. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times I would just make my CDs into sets. That way I didn't have to oh, okay, take yeah. them out. And I would make I would duplicate the CD. Doubles. Like, yeah, doubles, yeah. yeah. So, um when I graduated, I started DJing at this club, and I went ahead. Uh, I got uh, graduation money, and I went and bought my uh, uh, CDJs that I have now, my MK2s. Um, and uh, I got the right mixer to go with them. It was a Pioneer M- on 1000? At the MK2s? time, it, was, uh, it wasn't. It was It was something. It wasn't that. I, I can't even remember what it was, but it wasn't high tech at all. Mm-hmm. You just needed a mixer because the Serato box is what. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. And so uh, I was DJing at a club called Avenue 9. And that's when I started to realize the convenience of the Serato program. Because now I don't have to carry all this luggage with me. Mm-hmm. I literally had suitcases of CDs for yeah. years. And now I just need a hard drive. So, I mean, I was able to just run through joints. Yeah. And so I tell people all the time, yes, I was the campus DJ. And, I mean, I was a legit 
the campus DJ from 2005 to 2010. Legit, you know, campus DJ. I didn't learn how to DJ till 2010. What you mean? <laughs> Meaning the, from the skill set standpoint, scratching. Okay. I could blend two songs together, but yeah. to me, that's really minimal. Yeah. You know, can you come up with a way to bring in a song? The last word on this song matches another word on mm -hmm. this song. That's hard to do with CDs. Like wordplay. Yeah, like wordplay. So that's when I say I, I learned, you know, my scratching, you know, my 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 uh, my my spinning certain things. I couldn't obviously spin with the new mark, so I, you know, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, it was just. So you think you were quick mixing even with CDs? You were quick I was, mixing. I was as, as as fast as you can with CDs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if somebody would have called for me to come to a DJ battle, I wasn't showing up. With, with with what I had, <laughs> but once I got the the MK2 CDJs, yeah. I'm showing up now. You know what I'm saying? Because I can run through stuff at that point. So yeah. that's when I really learned. And then you know there was a show that came on called Masters of the Mix, if you remember on uh, I think it was either MTV yeah. or something. And so uh, DJ Scratch was on there. Then I started watching a lot of core DJ retreat videos on YouTube, and uh, of course I was a fan of DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. So I started really studying. So before that, it wasn't about being a student of the game. It was about playing good music, rocking the party, getting attention, you're feeding my ego. That was my early years of DJing. That's just keeping it real. Then it became, okay, I really want to know how to DJ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't, you know, because you, you know how with DJing work, we've seen DJs come and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can easily sure. get phased out and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're selling equipment on. <laughs> yep. You know, I wanted to not have to sell my equipment, basically. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I started, I'm, I'm steady on Facebook uh, Marketplace, just seeing if, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. people are selling. And, and, you know, and, during this whole pandemic, you, a lot of people probably picked up some equipment, whatever. Just and now so, they don't want it. Yeah. They're <laughs> just sitting there. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people became uh, living room DJs during the pandemic, yeah. you know. But, you know, the game weeds you out because it's a real game. And depending on the... The, the the quality that promoters are looking for, you can get away with being, you know, average and, and whatever. That's a lot of average DJ. We, we yeah, know that. For sure. But I didn't want to be that person. Mm -hmm. I'm like, nah. And so I started learning a lot of different transitions. I remember I got my professional drops uh, back in 2010, and it made a big difference in how the crowd reacted when they had rated mm -hmm. AG. It yeah. was, you know, so that's when I really learned the craft. If that makes sense. I knew how to do parties. I knew how to spin record, as Bernie Mac said, or pick the right song. But as you, you both know, it's the difference between picking the right song and making that motherfucker come in in a way where people are like, wow, you know, yeah. I would have never thought to bring it in like mm -hmm. that. So, um, you know, that's where I've been ever since then is just trying to be a craft uh, student, you know. Still a student of the game. Absolutely. I mean... Yeah, especially with the pandemic, you know, I was at home watching a lot of Jazzy Jeff sets and yeah, DJ so tutorials. And he, he's probably your biggest influence. My favorite DJ, by far. How many times have you seen him? In live? Yeah. Twice. Twice. Uh, uh, 2013 at a Shrine, 2019 at Prism, and that's when I got to meet him. Oh, and when I tell you, him. I almost fainted when I got off the stage with that <laughs> man. Yeah, I mean, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Shout man. out to Sigma Chris. He called me up there at the end, and... uh I got to tell them, you know, thank you. <laughs> you, ever, you ever spin like house music and stuff like that? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. I do a whole house set. I, I didn't even like house music when I started hearing it. Yeah. I didn't start. So I knew what house music was based off like Percolator and yeah, all that. Yeah, like booty, the yeah. booty music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chicago booty, yeah. booty house. But it was like when I got to ISU, that's when I learned about Deep House. Yeah. And so I didn't like it at all. 
We're talking about like 2008, 2009, 2010. 2010 comes. It's this DJ named Rodex. And he would be DJing and he would be into it. He was yeah. turning the knobs and taking out the lows and the highs and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. bringing it on, on, the, on the bass. Doom. Yep. Doom. Yep. And he would put his fist in the air <laughs> when he would DJ. And yeah. I, it wasn't even about the music at first. It was about watching him. He was so in it. You couldn't help but watch this man. And so shout out to Rodex. That's my brother too, man. So from there, I started listening to, I'm going to be real with y'all, man. Anybody that's listening, this is kind of a shame, but it's just real. I started really getting into house by listening to the Bucketheads. Uh, what's the name of the song? The Bomb. The Bomb. That, um. That, yeah, we know what we're talking about. So, so I started listening to that. And I liked, because I used to make beats. So I liked the bass line. You know, when it when it dropped and it's just the, the horns. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. And the bass that went behind Chicago. it. Chicago. Yeah. I loved yeah, that's where they sample from, right? Yep. Yeah, so I so uh I'm listening to that and so they had a buckethead radio on uh Pandora. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, when you put on a radio channel, they have different stuff that's yep. similar. So then I started hearing other stuff. Then I first I got Stardust. Uh, yes, Stardust. Yeah. Music sounds better. I'm talking music about than... I started getting into the rhythm of it, the yeah. the the melody because it's such good music and I I One was surprised more time, myself. Daft Punk. Yes, yeah, even Daft Punk, like even even Daft Punk, <laughs> which is like more techno. Yeah, it, it 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 was the bridge for me to appreciate house because of the how melodic it was. Yeah, if you if you ever sampled music, if you made beats and I sampled, then you 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 have to love house because house is full of samples. Yeah, and so I remember, um, yeah, I'm listening and I started. I heard about Frankie Knuckles. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I heard about Terry Hunter, and then I'm starting to hear, and then you know. Fast forward, because that's 2010. Fast forward, I'm at the house picnic, <laughs> you know, years later, and I'm yeah. and I know all the stuff. Yeah. And then I find out that there's even more. It's mm-hmm. like you can't you can't you can't listen to everything. It's so much. Yeah. But I would love nothing better than to do a full house set here in Rockford. And I know that I would have to collaborate with people like yourself. But yeah, that's that's how I started like a house. Rod X was the catalyst, and then from there, just hearing good music. I love house music now, and you know what? It's not many platforms to hear it here in town, so I go out of town a lot of times to listen to it. But hell, I'll be in my living room playing house, and I'll be in it by myself, having a good time. I'm gonna have to invite you next time. Um, with, I don't know when they're gonna do another show again, but uh, you ever heard the House Brotherhood? No, that's here. Yeah, here. See, in see, see, Rick. Everybody, <laughs> I need y'all to hear what Rick. Just, he don't. He ain't been inviting me to stuff. Man, and come on, bro. I want I mean, y'all to hear I'm going to have to invite you, bro. You I got to check yeah, it out. Yeah, this is what I need. Listen. When I'm, I'm going to try to put a show when, together. When I say you remind me of college, I need you to get me more of that stuff. Yeah. Because I can already tell without even being there that that environment, yeah. that vibe would put me back in that mind space. Mm-hmm. You know, I need that here. This this place that you have, your your podcast at, I need to be here. Yeah. You know. It's a little cold in here. But it's a little bit. But I walked in. I was like, yes, this is the vibe. I yeah. can tell without even... Being back here, and for people that ain't listening, they got like 18 sets of turntables back here. So they the real sets. deal. We got a couple sets. They, they, they the real deal. And, and I need y'all to understand that if you can't do techniques or some sort of turntable, you know, you're kind of missing out. You don't have to, obviously. I think, you know, if you want to keep doing your control, that's fine. But until you learn, it's hard to appreciate the craft of DJing without learning where it started. And that's why I even got a pair. They don't even leave the house, Rick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My turntables 
Maybe left the house one time. Really? Total. Total. I'll just be in the crib doing jam sessions, you know, have a few DJs over. I invited you to the Hennessy party, I believe. I need, I need to come, yes, bro, for sure. It's always at least four or five DJs. You need to slide, man, because I'm telling you, we have a good time. I know you will like the vibe. And you can touch them tables, man. <laughs> just, just as long as um, we use your S9, that way if it, the Hennessy falls, it will fall on your mixer. You know yeah, I, 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 I probably put up uh, uh, my, 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 my little controller on that day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, yeah, it's, it, the vibe, man, you know. The vibe, you, you can't put a price on vibe, man. And that's all I live for at this point. You know what I'm saying? I'm 41 years old, and I'm not here for foolishness at this point. You know, I, my 30s was great. I had a great time. I traveled the world. I've DJed in, in Hollywood multiple times. I've DJed in New York. I've DJed in Atlanta. I've DJed in Arkansas, you know, the Chitlin Circuit. You know, the Chitlin Circuit. Yeah, I, I mean, I have. I've, I've, been, I've been a lot of different places. And then I did Jamaica this past summer of 2021 um so you know obviously i was 40 at that point but it's like all that led up to that you know mm-hmm. i've had fun so in 40 i don't have to feel that pressure that a lot of us feel like man i need to make sure i do this or this is you know yeah now i just kind of let life come to me without feeling like i have to you know do stuff to feel like i'm not behind on life yep, yep, yep. you know what i'm saying i feel like everything comes in the time it's supposed to and now that I know that, you know, I'm just letting life come to me. I know what I like to do, Rick, and I know what I don't. I know what might be fun and what I may not care to do. So I'm not visiting the Grand Canyon, for example. It looks boring. <laughs> I looks, see. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why, why would I go there? I, it's, it, I, it's pictures. Yeah. I've seen pictures. I, I, I really I respect that because <laughs> I really understand what you mean. Yeah. Like, when, what, what you're saying right now, people might not understand it, but yeah. I might, I'm probably not the best to take somewhere to go look at fucking, you know, whatever. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, Niagara yeah. Falls or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what? I'm here to party, but man. But you're talking <laughs> about there's a music summit somewhere? Yeah. Let's go exactly. to that. I want, I, that probably is fun to me. And when I get there, I won't feel like I'm bored. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just knowing what I like, independent of what somebody can tell me. If you want to, like you just talked about the, what is it called? The Brothers what? House Brotherhood. House Brotherhood. And I hear that, that sounds like something I want to go to. But if you said, AG, let's go to uh, the Grand Canyon. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. yeah, Rick, just let me know how that was. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when you get back, you know, I'll, I'll look at some pictures in your phone, but I'm not going. <laughs> For sure. Okay, so basically, so now now you're back in rock room. Now you're DJing. Mm-hmm. How, how, how long did it take you to get, a, like, your first gig out here? Or you already, did you come back every once in a while still have some gigs out yeah, here? Yeah, I still had gigs. Um, I would, you know, um, come back to town for the Brick House for a little while after mm-hmm. I was still coming down and do the weekends because I still needed money and you know I wasn't just doing a bunch of gigs at college when I first started uh, you know as time went on um, I would get a wedding here uh, a birthday party there um, you know but when you live out of town people are reluctant to bring you in so it was probably mostly like family stuff mm-hmm. because there's something about you know when people want to book a DJ that lives out of town that intimidates or you know kind of just makes people reluctant they feel like they have to pay more because you have to drive there and mm-hmm. so i wasn't getting a lot of rock for gigs while i was at school but when i moved back um one of the first regular gigs i got i remember was with uh sway shout out to sway jermaine johnson um he was uh doing an event weekly at the lyric over on rockton if you remember um, 
It was called like the Lyric Lounge or Lyric Live Lounge or something like that. It sounds familiar, but yeah, it was over on Rockton, and so he had an open mic, and you know, uh, I reached out to him. You know, I told him, I said, "What you got going on? I think I could really, you know, be a part of, and we could do some great things together." And Sway put me right on, and uh, that was basically my intro back into Rockford. And it wasn't easy because Rockford had some established DJs. Shout out to DJ Neil, shout out to DJ Silk. They were heavy <coughs> doing their thing, you know. And um, what year is this? You this is now 2010, going into 2011. Okay. So uh, uh, I was still like in between living in, in two different places, you know, moving yeah. in the transition. But, uh, you know, uh, I was doing the lyric. And then from there, uh, I want to say the next year, you know, I, I met Oliver as a kid. Oliver, Oliver that's over the Aragona. Yeah. I met him as a kid. I had not seen him as an adult until 2010. And so he was handing out flyers at an event. And so I just basically linked up with him and was like, you know, I DJ. He already had his DJ at the time. And, you know, again, trying to get somebody else in the mix is not easy. Yeah. When you who, already who have. Who was DJing there at the time? Silk. Okay, Silk was Silk. doing a lot of air going to parties. Neil would do them every now and again. I think even uh, I-90, D-Mac, he was doing some stuff there. Uh, Billy, uh, who lives in Milwaukee, was doing some stuff there. So, you know. There was the older cat. Um, he he would he would play there every once in a while. Bigger uh, dude, Woody. Woody. Yeah, yeah, DJ Woody was there too. Yep, shout out to Woody. Um, and so, you know, really, my intro to getting back in in Rockford was the Aragona. I developed a relationship with you know Oliver and Sandra over there, and you know it was still trying to get in where I fit in to start with. But I was probably the most, you know, reliable at the time in terms of uh, Silk was doing a lot of work in other places, too. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was pretty much available. But I was still traveling and doing a lot of stuff uh, yeah. as well. It's just, uh, you know, Friday nights was a big night for the Aragona for a while. And um, I didn't have like a regular Friday night gig or I wasn't really traveling a lot on Fridays. I was traveling more on Saturdays. So I started doing that. And then um, what really broke me in was Lost Palmas. Los Palmas. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so I got an opportunity to work at Los Palmas. And so then I brought in DJ Solo Dolo in with me on that. And that went from... Shout out Dolo. I need to, have, yeah. I'm gonna need to get him on here too. Yeah. I'm going to hit him up soon. That went from like July of 2013 until like 2015, which is a decent run for a nightclub. <laughs> yeah. You know, we know the Aragona has surpassed a yeah. lot of places yeah. when it comes to uh, staying open. And, and getting through the controversy that usually happens at, you know, a lot of urban nightlife establishments. But uh, Los Palmas stood the test of time, even yeah. considering the history of what had happened at that location, you know, years prior to. So, um, yeah, I was doing that. And, you know, I was still doing my Internet radio show. And I actually started going towards my master's at this point. So now I'm at Judson University. And okay. I used to do my homework in the club, bro. Yeah. You know. Uh, Lost Palmas had a little restaurant part over there. Mm -hmm. I would bring my books and, and stuff in, and <laughs> Solo would put a mix on, and he'll tell you I was doing my master's homework at the club. Yeah, <laughs> and at Los Palmas. Yeah, Lost Palmas. I'm in there studying for my master's. <laughs> you know what I mean? I realized I had to kind of do what I had to do. Yeah. Um, and then of course I would close the night out and DJ. But so yeah, I mean, you know, getting to the point where people put me, um, you know, in the conversation of being. You know, a valid DJ in Rockford was really just a matter of Aragona, Lost Palmas, you know, doing a bunch of weddings. And then, you know, from there, doing your more professional stuff like working at 
Kego Harvey, uh, Kego Harley Davidson, you know, uh, working at um, uh, the park district, doing stuff for the park district, mm -hmm. doing a lot of stuff that they do when they work with the Bears. And then, you know, doing that work got me into Hallis Hall. So I actually started doing stuff for the Chicago Bears organization. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, what kind of happened from there, I realized what my angle was. I want to do more professional stuff or good vibe stuff. What I didn't want to do was do any party that made me feel unsafe or compromised my professionalism, basically. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now. You know, I want to do stuff with good vibes, you know, professional that could take me higher where I can grow from. And so I'm still constantly traveling, doing a lot of traveling. But, yeah, Rockford uh, was good to me in that time coming back because, honestly, linking up, like I said, with people like Solo, with Neil, with Silk, people like yourself and, and Vic and, and Balta and Efren. And, you know, if I leave any other DJ out, it's not on purpose. Um, just trying to think of everybody. You know, yeah, Dame, yeah. you know, yeah. Pice. Um, you know, being able to collaborate and work with all these people in some way, shape, or form has inspired me over the years to keep it going. And, you know, even when it's competition amongst, you know, some of us yeah. within that, you know, collective of people, um, you know, I still love my town at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, anybody that has gone away or goes away or travels, they be lying if they say they don't love Rockford. And a lot of times their frustration with some of their experiences here is from that love. They want it to be a perfect, great. Yeah. And life is not like that, you know. And so, um, uh, but I, I, I'd be lying if I say, like, I love when I go to Chicago to do stuff. I love the vibe. I love the music that I get to play. Um, and I love the opportunity to try to bring some of that back home to Rockford. And the last thing I'll mention uh, in terms of my return to Rockford, I started doing something called the Soul Lounge. And that was a spoken word event that mm -hmm. uh, consisted of spoken word artists, live music. You know, shout out to Too Deep. They they worked a lot of them. Um, and so... That was at uh, that bar, uh, Mandalay? Uh, we did the vent sessions at Mandalay, which okay. was like a smaller version of Soul Lounge. Mm -hmm. But Soul Lounge itself was like a bigger event, yeah. um, and it, 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 you know, it was upscale, uh, banquet style. Did, it was at Montecchi or Mon we did one at Montecchi. Yeah. We did one at uh, Tabala. We did one at okay, yeah, no, you know, a couple other places. Yeah, yeah. Montecchi. I think we did a couple times. Um, More of an upscale mm -hmm. gala type. Yeah, like a like a like an upscale open mic. Yeah, o uh, open mics. You know, poetry slams are supposed to be a little bit more gully than that. Yeah. I knew this is Rockford. You got to meet Rockford where Rockford is. Yeah. So I made it banquet style. So you buy tables, live music. Mm -hmm. But, you know, uh, traditional poetry slam ain't got no music. Yeah, no. Ain't got no tables. <laughs> mm -mm. You know, it might not even have no chairs, depending on where you're at. Yeah. Like the kryptonite kind of used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, so, you know. And shout out to the people that performed there. You had Harlan Jefferson there at times. You had, uh, again, Too Deep. We had uh, my guy, LaRoyce Hawkins, who's on the Chicago PD TV show. He came down to bless the mic. Three out of the five times I had the Soul Lounge. Um, my guy, Real Talk, from Chicago, he came down twice. You know, we had some poets come from Detroit. You know, uh, it, was, it was a big deal. Mm -hmm. And people still ask about it. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to figure out a different direction to go with what I want to do, which is working with the youth here. And, you know, my adult stuff, I'd rather do more traveling at this place in my life. Yeah. So. That's what's up, man. And like I said, like, like I said earlier, like... Uh, you're blessed to have a job that um, lets you travel and do do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then Absolutely. You've been there for a while, so like <laughs> you said, you've been you've been put you put in work there, and 
my my job kind of like the same same thing too. Yeah. If I gotta come in later, gotta leave early. There ain't no big thing. You know, you better. Think? You're gonna probably looking for a different job, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. But um, yeah. Uh, I think a couple more things. Got a couple more questions, and we're gonna wrap it up soon. All right. Um. As as far as other influences, I, I know you said uh, Jazzy Jeff. Is there any other influence you have out there as far as oh, DJ? Absolutely, go? DJ Scratch. So yeah, Scratch. If you know who the, MP, the original? He's like uh, before people were streaming, streaming like now. Like he had the original Scratch. Was it Scratch Vision? Yeah, he had the original. Like mm-hmm. uh, he was streaming live feeds of mm-hmm. different DJs. Mm-hmm. So I think he felt he felt a little. Left out, you know, mm-hmm. the conversation when when everybody started when doing nice. all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, when D Nice took over, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yep, uh, yeah. But DJ Scratch, DJ Scratch Bastard. Oh, um, you like Scratch Bastard? Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Um, 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 so I'll go with some uh, Chicago DJs. I like like DJ Protege, uh, dope. DJ Thirty Three and the Third. DJ Vince yeah, Adams. Him, yeah. Vince Adams is dope. Um, uh, Sean Mack. I rocks with him from an image standpoint. Like he's really great at the branding yeah. piece of it. Um, and he was—he's always got fly ladies with him. That's <laughs> that, that helps. <laughs> That's a big part of this yeah. game. Um, uh, you know, I know um, a DJ out in LA, artistic. He was actually on an episode of Insecure, and I, I DJ with him in Hollywood every time I went, which was three times. We worked in Damon Dash Studio. We worked at the Avaline. We worked at the W. Um, also DJ. Um, uh, Charisma, she was a uh, DJ a couple times during the versus battle. She DJ for, I think Soldier Boy for one She's of from them. the Bay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I, uh, I've heard of her. Yeah, Charisma, um, just dope. You know, DJ Shell. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, uh, my 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 favorite DJ of all time is the magnificent DJ Jazzy Jeff, yes, and um, he's the one that I watch the most out of everybody. Yeah. Respect to him, man. He he is the best DJ in the world. Absolutely. No doubt. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, man. You got, you got any, what other what other gigs you got coming up, or well, you want to shout something out that you got coming up? I know. I know you do photography too. <laughs> That's a whole other lane. Um. Well, DJ gigs. Honestly, um, you know, I got a bunch of weddings coming up this year. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll be doing um a couple in Houston. I'll be um doing basically a lot of traveling with weddings, and uh, I I plan on working with Peanut Tillman. And the Cornerstone Foundation on his uh, annual gala. I plan on doing the uh, football camps for Hallis Hall. Sometimes they have them at Hallis Hall. Sometimes they have them uh, in collaboration with either other colleges and high schools. So sometimes it's not in the mm-hmm. actual Hallis Hall. But I love when it's at Hallis Hall. <laughs> um, COVID made that change a little bit, of course. Yeah. So uh, they don't want you know regular folks in with where the players are practicing. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, pretty much uh, other than that, I mean, I'm just still getting booked for this year. Uh, people are reluctant to book a lot right now because they don't know if they'll have to cancel their gig and they don't yeah. want to pay deposits to <laughs> that they might lose yeah. or whatever. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, I got, you know, gigs at the end of the month. I got, uh, uh, what, the Super Bowl party here in Rockford would be February 13th at the Alley Oop. That's okay. going to be thrown by the Rockford Park District. So that's. Like probably the more notable one I have locally coming mm-hmm. up anytime soon. Uh, everything else is just like private birthday parties, uh, private you know weddings, things like that. I opened off the year with a wedding. I've never done a wedding the first weekend of the year, so I did okay. that last Friday, and uh, it was great. 
and it ended early, and you you know how that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love to go home early if we can. For sure. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, you know, again, just uh, just trying to be real selective of the things that I do because what I've learned is that you have to sacrifice certain things so that you can go higher, and so just trying to have that dis- that discernment where um, I don't just make myself available for every single thing because money isn't everything and you have to make enough of it to really know that yeah you know what i mean if anything what i would love to do more is more collaborative stuff with people that i vibe well with okay so that mean you yeah let's let's have us let's let's do something yeah. and look not that oh yeah we yeah we're gonna we're gonna hook up like i'm talking about like let's really plan it yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know i worked with vic a couple years ago to do the dilla joint and i opened up before a lot of people got there, but I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. The spirit of what it was. Yeah. So it has to be right with my spirit at this point. I'm not just taking any gig because I don't think that that's what... I would, I would like to do more of that. As a creative, I just want to be able to play good music. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I like events where people dance too. Don't get me wrong. I think dancing has its place. But I like to do more things where people just vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's more realistic to just your everyday life because everybody don't want to dance. You know what I mean? And, you know, everything don't need a dance floor, you know. Uh, So that's just where I would like to go. It's just more vibe. I think that that's just more real life and and more real to who I am. Yeah. 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 I like to put put it in different aspects as far as music. You know, there's some music, like I said, that's dance music. You know, there's some music that, you know, you could turn up to whatever. There's, There's music where... A certain style of music where you it's only in the car you know what i'm saying like you just vibing in the car and you kind of zone out that's mm. kind of me you know what i'm saying or you know on the, on the trip you know you gotta drive 15 hours you've done a lot of those you know what i'm saying oh yeah Whereas, you know it's not all turn up you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. there's also like the the come down you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? the chill absolutely absolutely and just, i think that's what you're talking about as yeah. far as that you know what i'm saying yeah, but um you, know, you just bob your head a little tap your foot you know drink or whatever you do yeah. socialize a little bit and then go home to me, that's more like real life than getting out there turning up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah, the last last question I was gonna ask you: um, Do you have a favorite DJ story that you you want to bring up? You want to talk about favorite DJ story? Um, I have a good one because there's so many, um, but I'll tell you one that was recent because I think that um, you know it would resonate more because it was just in the year of 2020. Um, I had the pleasure of working during NBA All-Star Weekend in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So shout out again to Sigma Chris. He had an event at uh, the View rooftop. And so I'm back there setting my stuff up. And, you know, I'm following DJ Kia Clay. Shout out to Clay. And he had to go do another gig, so I'm closing this one out. So I start my set, and I put on... Dreams and Nightmares. That's what I remember. I put mm-hmm. on Dreams and Nightmares because I'm like, I'm finna come out the gates, whatever. Swing. Right. Why not? And all of a sudden, I look up and I see a bunch of cameras in my face, like, you know, with the light on. Yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, like, why are all these people then walked up? <laughs> so all of a sudden, I hear somebody didn't grab the microphone. I can hear him talking. And I look to my immediate right, and it's Terrence J. Okay. So... Terrence J is to my right. This is why the people got cameras in my face. It's not because of me. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's because you were like, yeah, yeah. Terrence J, who yeah. had been in a different part of the building, you know, with his little section and his entourage, they came and told him, okay, we put you on this flyer 
for this event. We need you to go basically work at this point. Okay. So he comes behind the DJ booth, unbeknownst to me. I don't realize this man is next to me talking on the microphone until I look over. I did a hard right, and there's Terrence J. I completely lost my brain at that point. <laughs> yeah. Because now I had a set in my head that I thought I was about to do. You, you didn't know what? Now I don't know what I'm about to do next. Yeah. And, you know, Dreams and Nightmares, luckily, you know, is a song that you kind of got to play the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, you got to play the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so if it wasn't for that, but, you know, what happened is, um, you know, God took my hands at that point. He had to have. I can't even tell you what I played right after Dreams and Nightmares, but whatever it was, it worked out. And so they there the whole time with cameras. The whole time. I got video footage, too, on Instagram. Yeah. They there the whole time with cameras. Right in our face. Like, right there. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And then I'm realizing, like, this might go viral. I'm next to Terrence J, and he's him. So this might go viral. I, gotta, yeah. I better get it together. I can't yeah. be biting my nails. I can't be, you know. And I think this is stuff that people should share. We get nervous as DJs, yeah. depending on the stage that we own and who might be next to us and whatever. And so I do remember that eventually I put on Swag Surf because I love to play that song. Yeah. And so, you know, me and Terrence J, we rocking back and forth doing the Swag Surf, and the crowd is doing it too. You know what? I, I fuck with you because even before people started playing it again, you mm -hmm. was already you was yeah. you was playing it already. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I, I never died for me. No, nah, yeah. you know, but any of the dance songs, I think dance songs are really important mm -hmm. as far as the the nostalgia it brings to people. It yeah. takes people down memory lane, depending on what you play. But uh, I remember after Swag Surf got done because you can really only play, you know, the beginning and the end of the first hook. You, you don't yeah. want to get into the verse of nah, Swag yeah, Surf. Yeah. DJs, let me tell you, if you get into the verse of Swag Surf, you're tripping. Yep. There's no need to. Um, but I remember I went from that to Shorty Low. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Now, up until this point, I'm nervous as hell. But when I went from Swag Surf to Shorty Low, they know. Terrence J grabbed me really tight, pulled me in and said, man, that was a hell of a transition. For real. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> and that, I was comfortable from that point on. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of my favorite DJ stories because, number one, I got to DJ during All-Star Weekend. You know, All-Star Weekend hadn't been in Chicago for 30 years. So I made my imprint on that. And I got to DJ next to Terrence J. Not only is he somebody I've looked up to and watched on TV, he's also my frat brother. You know, so we got to throw the hooks up, take our picture, yeah, yeah. bark at each other a little bit. And it was just a memory of mine that when I left the club that day, I was just on 10. I can't even tell you how I got home. I know I got in the car. I know I got on the highway, but I can't remember that part. All I remember was just being on cloud nine that I had worked with somebody that I was just hoping to even meet one day. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite DJ stories is just, you know, not only meeting him, but knowing what I mentally had to overcome to do my set that day. Yeah. And it worked out, you know. And, and I'm, I'm sure you worked with a lot of people like that. And, oh, you know, yeah. And the, and yeah, I've been starstruck before, you know, but uh, not... I mean, I think if I'd have saw him come back, it would have made a difference. It's just that I didn't see him. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I've worked, you know, I've worked with plenty of my heroes. Uh, you know, Les Brown. I've worked with uh, Peanut. I mean, anybody from the Bears that I worked with yeah. was like, I was on 10. But that one made me nervous because I didn't know yeah. that he was there. So um, You look straight to your right and he's right there. Right there. I mean, right there. And he's like, let's go, baby. You know, he, you know, yeah. <laughs> and he touching my mixer, bro. Yeah. He touching my mixer, and I'm forgetting, like, this dude probably been a whole DJ. You know, he was on a whole music TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes you forget, like, 106 yep. and Park been off the air for a long time. Yeah. But, but he, he know, that he was taking the mixer out so that they could sing along. I'm like, what this dude touching my mixer for? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like, he know what he doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it was a beautiful experience, man. And, uh, you know, I've actually put his picture with myself on, on my fireplace, so, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> 
Well, AG, man, I appreciate you coming through. I appreciate you um, having me, brother. My, my bad. The room's a little cold. Hopefully, next time it'll be, it'll be a little warmer. Oh, it's They're putting good. in the, the, the vents soon this month, I believe, for the heat. <laughs> it's but, all yeah, good. It's just cold as hell back here. But, uh, man, appreciate you coming through. Appreciate you vibing out for, with me for a little bit. Um, yes, sir. And you want to give out any shout outs before, before we end the pod? Um, I just want to shout out to anybody that has influenced me artistically over the years, whether it be DJing, uh, beat making, uh, photography, graphic design, radio. I've, I've done radio as well. Um, just anybody that gave me an opportunity because people don't have to do that. And I've seen people shut people out. Yeah. And so I know that it's out there. It happens. And it could have happened to me. And I'm sure there's some people that have, sh you know, shut, you shut out. me out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how, how the, but the people Try that blackball you or something or whatever the case may be. But yeah. the people that have given me opportunities, you know, and and also the people that have given me second chances, because, you know, we in, in this game, you can mess up somebody's party. You can yeah. you can, you know, come late. You can not show up on accident. I've never done that. <laughs> but uh, I hear it's out there. Uh, but anybody that's given me a second chance, I think that's important because a lot of times we get caught up in, you know, people and we think, you know, we can write people off and shut them out. But that's not what God would do. You know, God has given us plenty of chances. And so I at least try to view stuff like that when somebody, you know, doesn't show up for a gig that I bring them on or, you know, basically shits on me. You know, yeah. they, they, you know depending on what the reason was. You know, I'm willing to listen and we can talk about it because uh, I haven't been perfect either. So I just appreciate anybody that has booked me. Uh, shout out to Vicky Pettigrew for giving me my first gig. Shout out to my dad. May he rest in peace for always encouraging me. Shout out to my stepdad, my mom. Shout out to my brothers. Shout out to all my friends that have supported me over the years. My guy, Dre Ware. He was my, my first roadie and my first rider. Uh, shout out to all of the colleges that I visited over the years. And mm -hmm. I... Most of them in Illinois for sure, yeah. and then you know some outside of here, and just you know shout out to anybody that has believed in DJ Rated AG or Rated AG Entertainment. That's real, man. Thank you once again. Thank you for coming through. And shout man. out to you. Appreciate you, bro. This is your first. No, this is not your first podcast. Oh, so no, not yeah, not by no. far. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Thank you for coming through, man. Um, yeah. Hopefully, we'll have you on again soon. Please do, man. Please do, yeah. and, and 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 tell me about all these events that's going on around here. I got you. Bro. I'm ready. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do something together soon again. All right, bro. All right. Appreciate you, man. All Love. Right. All right, man. Peace.